Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Pro check. And take the attempt here for the Canes. In the neutral zone with speed. Picks it up. Drifts wide to his left. Now cuts in on Ottinger. Looks for a move. Backhand roots it and scores. Oh, a beauty from Trocek. And the first marker in the shootout goes to the Hurricane. Let's see if Nadalkovich can finish this thing on Guriano. He's looking for his third win in his career, first of the season, but he's got to stop Dennis Guriano, who drifts in on the right side. Pulls up, shoots it right in. Nadalkovich with the save, and the Canes get the extra point in Dallas. They improve to 4-0 against the Stars, and Alex Nadalkovich was a perfect 3-for-3 three three in the shootout. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time. It's another Carolina Hurricanes win. A 4-3 shootout victory in Dallas over the Stars in front of fans. Carolina's undefeated with fans in the building this year. I'm laughing because, uh, you know what? I'm just laughing. Uh, We'll get to uh, everything that you need to know about regarding Carolina's ninth win in 12 trips to the ice. We'll do that. We'll talk to Alec Campbell a little bit later on. Uh, A reminder, we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, no better place than the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, you name it, they've got it. Uh, And they have the best customer service in the industry. Aluminum Company. I am old enough to remember when the Carolina Hurricanes couldn't buy a shootout win. Heck, I'm old enough to remember when the Hurricanes couldn't buy a shootout goal, let alone a win. I mean, I'd have to go back and look at this for sure, but I think there was a year where Carolina had like two goals in the shootout all year long or maybe three goals all year long in a shootout. The Hurricanes have won their last nine dating back to the uh, the last half of the 2018-19 season. That was a playoff season. They were, I believe, 5-0 and in shootouts last year. 3-0 and so far in the skills competition this year. Vincent Trocek, for the second straight time, has the shootout winner. Alex Nedeljkovic, his first ever shootout in the NHL. And he goes three for three. He stopped Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, and ultimately Denis Gurionov. The first two guys were two goal scorers for the Stars tonight. Uh, Gurionov did not factor in the scoring, uh, and uh, but Nedeljkovic stops him in the shootout, and uh, that's it. Look. First of all, before we uh, go and kind of talk about the game, a reminder that if you subscribe to this, and most of you probably do, but if you don't subscribe to it, you should, uh, because then it just shows up in your phone, and we do this after every Hurricanes game. Ran it to somebody at, it was at Five Hole Sports in uh, the um, Wake Forest factory, uh, and uh, I'm going up there getting my kids' skates sharpened, and uh, I guess if somebody recognized my voice, can't recognize my face because I'm wearing a mask all the time. Everybody else is. This gentleman was also wearing a mask. He says, hey, you're, I, I know who you are. Uh, I love the podcast. And the guy working behind the counter loves the Hurricanes, hadn't discovered the podcast yet. So tell a friend. Uh, but if you if you don't subscribe, subscribe to it. Give us a rating. Let us know. Uh, what you think. And I think if you subscribe to it, you'll kind of like it because it's basically two guys talking about the Hurricanes. And heck, they're a lot of fun to talk about these days. Nine and three on the season. Let's be honest, Dallas was the better team tonight, don't you think? I mean, Dallas controlled really the for 
The first period, Carolina was lucky that it was scoreless. Very lucky that it was scoreless. And the first 16 minutes of the second period was tilted in front of Alex Nedeljkovic. Uh, but he was up to the task. In fact, let's just hear a little bit. Now cross ice pass, deflection out in front. Hints had a stick to it. Nedeljkovic sprawls to make one save, and it's his second attempt goes over the net. Now Hints has it again. Back to the side. Oh, huge save by Nedeljkovic. Going post to post as he robs Jamie Benn, who was parked in the faceoff dot. Yeah, truth is, Nedeljkovic for, uh, for 40, maybe 50 minutes was really outstanding. Uh, and then it kind of got away from Alex, and he rallied, obviously, in the shootout. He goes three for three, so... Uh, he certainly redeemed himself there, uh, and breakaways were his problem in Columbus. He allowed two of them uh, to score, uh, but Ned, for really the first 50, 48 minutes, was outstanding, I thought, in goal. Not uh, not necessarily star-worthy, uh, but he was a very, very good, solid, steady player, uh, and he made he also was great, with the puck, great playing the puck, which is his strength. Uh, but uh, so Ned was good tonight. I was surprised that Rod went to him. Uh, but for those of us who have watched every game, I think it's pretty fair to say that James Reimer has looked a little weary the last uh, couple of starts. He played good third periods each time and Carolina got wins, but he hasn't been great. And there are 10 games in 16 days starting Monday. That's right. 10 games in 16 days starting on Monday, and uh, James is going to have to play a bunch of them uh, unless Peter Morazic is ready to go at some point. We hope he'll be ready to go in that 16-day period. Uh, but it was a good, uh, I think, momentum builder for Nedeljkovic. All right, let's, uh, let's just touch on a couple of things before we do a recap, and then we talk to uh, Alec Campbell. Again, Dallas, the better team. Uh Kane's probably more resourceful in this one. The last four minutes of the second period turned the game around, but really just got Carolina some breathing room. Uh, Because again, even in the third period, I thought Dallas was probably the better team. Uh, So um, Jordan Martinook scores his first goal of the the season on a great pass from Jake Gardner. Uh, Martinook's in the slot, little deflection with Jordan Stahl in front. Uh, then there's a uh, a goal just after a power play expired. Tavo Teravainen gets one uh, on an unbelievable pass from Martin Natchez. Then they score an early power play goal in the third period with Andrei Svechnikov feeding Jordan Stahl in front. Of course, Jordan Stahl scored. It's the Dallas Stars. Stahl's got four goals this season. Three have come against the Dallas Stars. Stahl, for his career in 22 games against Dallas, has eight goals and 13 assists. I mean, it's just, it's hard to really uh, even put that into words other than I just did. It's remarkable for a guy who's basically... Uh, you know, half a point a game his entire career. He is, uh, you know, he's Yarmir Yager uh, when it uh, when he sees the Dallas Stars on the other side. Uh, so first first time goal scorers for Martinook and Teravainen. Uh, they both played very well. I thought they were very noticeable. I thought Teravainen looked a lot closer to what we expect from Tevo Teravainen uh, uh, over the course of the year. Uh, it had been a while. He had seven game. He had gone seven games without a scoring point. Forget about scoring a goal. He goes plenty of long stretches without scoring goals because he's more of a, a playmaker. Uh, but man, he uh, he didn't get cheated on this one. Great pass from Natchez. We'll do. We'll uh, we'll go through it in the recap. Uh, but another good sign. Jacob Slavin was Jacob Slavin tonight. Uh, that's the first time this year that Jacob Slavin looked like Jacob Slavin. Uh, he was uh, he was quick. Uh, he was great with his stick. He made great decisions. He was uh, up in the play offensively. Slavin was excellent tonight. Uh, I thought he was, he might have been Carolina's best defenseman, uh, but I might have a bias uh, for uh, for his friend, Brett Pesci. Uh, but again, it was just great to see Jacob Slavin get back to being the guy that Carolina's counting on. He played uh, up 24 minutes or so, a little bit more than 24 minutes. And again, as I mentioned, Tavo Teravainen looked uh, a lot closer to the Tavo Teravainen than we're going to need to see uh, all season long. But the captain was at it again. And uh, Jordan Stahl, I mean, again, fourth goal of the season, third versus Dallas. Uh, he scores a goal. He has the net front presence that bothered Ettinger on the Martinuk goal that made it 1-1. He plays 1949, leads all forwards in ice time. 
uh, plays 208 uh, shorthanded, leads all forwards in shorthanded ice time. Uh, again, uh, he wins uh, 12 of 21 faceoffs, just just 57% in the circle. Uh, but he played a heavy game, and he was all over this again. Um, and if it wasn't for the fact that I thought Andrei Svechnikov was just electric tonight, uh, Jordan Stahl would have been the first star again. I guess you play Dallas, Jordan Stahl is going to be one of the three stars. He might have been the star, one of the three stars in all three, all four games that they have played if I have to go back and look at it. Uh, he has just been tremendous. Anyway, uh, so Stahl was great, but Svechnikov was great. Svechnikov was physical. Uh, the passing was just absolutely tremendous. The pass to um, Stahl in front was beautiful. He also had a backhand uh, pass out to Hamilton on a late power play where Hamilton uh, pushed, put, you know, just r- uh, rifled one off the far post and out. Uh, that could have been the game winner. Uh, the uh, Svechnikov was great tonight. I thought he was their best player. Uh, and it was a bogus penalty that Dallas, uh, you know, that the referees called with 1950 left in regulation. Um, and look, it is, it, uh, it is what it, it was, what it was, I guess, is the uh, past tense version of it is what it is. Uh, bad call, looked like a clean hit. Uh, and Svechnikov goes to the box, six on four, and then Dallas scores, will go through it. Uh, but for the most part, Carolina didn't wasn't the better team. And this is now becoming commonplace because Carolina has nine wins this season. And I would say in five of them, they were either not the better team or really didn't get to the kind of game they want to play. Uh, and maybe it's just sports. You're just always going to have to adjust. Uh, but I thought Dallas was better than them tonight. They outshot them 21, 29-21, uh, much more in terms of uh, shot attempts. They had better scoring chances, uh, better uh, dangerous scoring chances. Uh, but Carolina figured out a way, and there's nothing wrong with figuring out a way to do it. Uh, but we'll get right down to it. When Carolina's top four defensemen and their top four defensemen were excellent tonight, when Slavin and Hamilton, I think, maybe played his best game on both ends of the ice. Uh, Brady Shea could have been one of the stars. He was dynamite tonight. Uh, and Brett Pesci is Brett Pesci. When those top four are doing their thing, Carolina's going to be hard to beat, no matter who they play uh, and no matter how well their forwards play. Uh, but I thought Dallas was a determined team tonight. They just couldn't get anything going because I think Carolina's four defensemen uh, were tremendous. All right, let's get to the recap. So it starts, uh, no scoring in the first period. Again, Dallas was the better team. Carolina kind of fortunate to get out of the first scoreless. Uh, And then at 549 of the first, it was Jason Dickinson opening up the scoring. Uh, Dallas wins a board battle basically just inside the blue line. It turns into a two-on-one down low. Either Brock McGinn should have stayed back or Jake Gardner should have gotten back uh, quicker than he did. Anyway, Jason Dickinson is alone to just tap in the rebound. It's one nothing, Dallas, and Dallas really was dominating the period from the, really from the start of the second period on. Uh, the ice was tilted in front of Nedeljkovic, but uh, Carolina's defense prevented a lot of stuff from happening, and Nedeljkovic was good. And then all of a sudden, number forty-eight, Jordan Martinuk in the slot, and Jake Gardner with the first of several good passes. Hamilton, down low to Faust. Faust, reverse it, sends it to Gardner. Gardner throws one in. Martinuk, he scores under deflection! Jake Gardner and Jordan Martinuk on the deflection. Gets his first of the year, and the Canes tie at one. Yeah, it was good, good work in front by Jordan Stahl to bother Ettinger. Uh, but the pass was spectacular. Gardner feeding Martinook right in the high slot, and he just uh, deflects it toward the goal. It went uh, five-hole on Ettinger, and it's 1-1 really out of nowhere, and it was sort of surprising because I think that was the first good shift Carolina had in the second period. Note the time of the goal, 17-29. They were really hemmed in for the entire period. Then there was a power play, and Carolina was a good power play. It wasn't an amazing power play, but a good one. But Carolina had possession still as the power play expired, and seconds after the power play expired, Martin Natchez, who came back, was on his passing BS again. Niederreiter gets to it as it deflects into the corner. 
Two seconds on the power play. Natchez has it with nine in the period. To Tara Vinen. He scores! What a pass and what a goal! Tavo Tara Vinen off the schneid and the Canes in the lead 2-1. to one. It was just a great pass from Natchez and Tara Vinen one-timed it. And Ettinger even threw his stick uh, trying to get it. Uh, I don't know if there would have been a penalty if he did. I don't even know if that's a penalty. Uh, but um, it hit uh, basically high uh, center bar, and there you go. It's 2-1, and Carolina escapes the period with a 2-1 lead. And you wonder, how did that happen? How did Carolina go from one nothing down uh, to all of a sudden being in the lead 2-1. It was absolutely amazing. And then we start the second. Carolina gets a quick, or rather we start the third. Carolina gets a quick penalty, a quick power play. And Andre Svechnikov with the retrieval and the feed in front. Svechnikov across to Ajo. Back to Trocek in the slot. And his shot goes just wide. Now back out in front. They score! Jordan Stahl from Mr. Svechnikov. And the Canes with a power play goal have a 3-1 lead. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Svechnikov, again, great feed out in front. Jordan Stahl, how good has he been? Well, look, he's been good in every situation, but he has been tremendous on the power play. Remember last year, they really weren't, didn't want him on the power play. Maybe you'd need him to win a faceoff, but he was just so mediocre to bad offensively last year. There was, it just was a waste to have him on the power play, but... When Jordan Stahl's going like this, you want him on the you need him on the power play. You want him on the power play. And he has been he's been tremendous in every phase. He's Carolina's best player. I can't even I yeah, I just said it. He's Carolina's best player. And by the way, for those of you who think, well, you know, it's really good that he's the number three center. Nah, he ain't. Uh I got news for you. Jordan Stahl is the number one center right now. If you look at the matchups tonight, who did he play against all night long? Rope Hints. Yeah. He played against Dallas's best player basically all night long. Or it very well could have been that Dallas wanted that matchup, but Dallas didn't win that matchup. Jordan Stahl won that matchup. All right, so it's 3-1 Carolina, and now Dallas is starting. You know Dallas is going to push. Dallas is coming back. Dallas is going to do their thing. They're a big physical team, and they're, I mean, they did play for the Stanley Cup. I didn't like Dallas's chopped liver, uh, although I don't. Mine chop liver, given uh, the right person who may, who's making it. Uh, anyway, Jason Robertson makes it a two one, a three two game uh, at eight twenty two. Kind of a broken play. Rope hints with a super pass in front to Robertson, kind of high slot in between the rings, and Robertson just uh, beat Nedeljkovic low to the glove side. Uh, good shot. Ned might want it back, but uh, we'll give uh, Robertson credit for a really good, well-placed shot outside the glove hand, inside the far post. Uh, and then Carolina had kind of leveled off, and they were getting back to being uh, a much better team. Uh, and finally, with um, under two minutes to go, or under three minutes to go, Dallas pulls the goaltender, and then Andrei Svechnikov delivers a very clean hit uh, to Dowling, right against the wall, and they whistle him for roughing. Not a penalty. Terrible call. Svechnikov goes to the box. Dallas got their goal empty. It's a six-on-four situation. Uh, but Carolina, pretty pretty well held, holding their own. Dallas, not really dangerous at six-on-four at this point. They have possession. They're passing it around. Carolina had a couple of cracks uh, at it, and Sebastian Ajo had, his, had this game on his stick. And now it's Sebastian Ajo with the steal. He's got an empty net. Backhand pass. That's deflected. He was looking for Tara Vinen. And now Ben has the puck the other way. Stars come in. They score! A wrister eludes the glove of Alex Nedeljkovic. And the Stars have tied it late here on the power play with a six-on-four opportunity. All right. It was a bad penalty. Terrible call. It was a worse pass by Ajo. Sebastian, I know you love your friend Tavo. You want to get him a second goal. I know it. You're a nice guy. Put the puck in the net, dude. This is it's your job to put the puck in the net. And uh, he should have shot it. He didn't need to pass it. Uh, but he wanted to get his friend another goal. Uh, and I mean, even if you miss the net, you miss the net. But you made the wrong play. So bad, awful penalty call. Worst pass. 
And then Ned, eh, kind of softy. I know Joe Pavelski is going to maybe be in the Hall of Fame, probably will be in the Hall of Fame, uh, but uh, holy cow. Uh, ninth goal of the season for Pavelski, and it's 3-3, and we're going to overtime. Overtime, I'm not even sure Dallas Dallas had the puck for about 12 seconds, maybe. Carolina possessed it the entire time. Uh, they were... They, they were pretty dangerous. They didn't score, but uh, had possession of the puck. And as long as you have possession, they can't. The other team can't score. Uh, Hamilton rang the post uh, on the power play, and that was that. And then we get to the shootout, uh, and Dallas goes first because hey, man, we're going to put some pressure on a young kid. Uh, and Robertson, one of the goal scorers, uh, the second goal scorer tonight, he gets stopped by Nedeljkovic. And uh, we're going to talk about after this. We'll talk about the impressiveness of Nedeljkovic in the shootout. He stops Robertson. Hamilton on Ettinger has it backhand. If he can get it over the pad, it's a goal. Uh, but he's a little off balance, also a little too deep, sharp angle. Uh, and he couldn't elevate, so uh, no score through one. Uh, then Pavelski uh, kind of, I think he more lost the puck than uh, Nedeljkovic made a save. Uh, but he stops Pavelski. And then it's Vincent Trocek time. Trocek. Take the attempt here for the Canes. In the neutral zone with speed. Picks it up. Drifts wide to his left. Now cuts in on Ottinger. Looks for a move. Backhand roofs it and scores. Oh, a beauty from Trocek. And the first marker in the shootout goes to the Hurricanes. Last shootout against the Stars. Vincent Trocek went third. And he scored. And then James Reimer I uh, forget who Reimer stopped. It might have been Gorianov, I believe. Uh, but he stopped Gorianov or whoever it was. Uh, and that was that. So Trocek with the shootout winner. So Trocek makes it two or makes it one nothing Carolina as Dallas is going to their third shooter. And the third shooter was Gorianov again. Let's see if Nadalkovich can finish this thing on Gurionov. He's looking for his third win in his career, first of the season, but he's got to stop Dennis Gurionov, who drifts in on the right side. Pulls up, shoots it right in, Nadalkovich with the save, and the Canes get the extra point in Dallas. They improved to 4-0 against the Stars, and Alex Nadalkovich was a perfect 3-for-3 three three in the shootout. Best thing about Alex Nedeljkovic is that he never committed. In the two breakaway goals in Columbus, Nedeljkovic was a little antsy, and he committed first. All three shootout attempts, Alex Nedeljkovic was basically on his feet. And if the goalie doesn't commit, the goalie's probably going to win. Uh, so great win for the Hurricanes. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Alec Campbell uh, in just to uh, just a couple of minutes. Uh, a reminder: uh, you can subscribe to it. Shows up automatically wherever you get your podcast. Uh, give us a rating. Give us some suggestions. Review us. Tell us what you like, uh, and then you don't have to wonder. Hey, has Gold done a morning after podcast? Well, yes, uh, we have. Here, quick promo. Quick promo for something that is going to drop. Next Monday, not this Monday, but next Monday. You know what next Monday is? It is the one-year anniversary of the David Ayers game. So the first of a three-part podcast will drop next Monday on the 22nd. Three-part series on the David Ayers game uh, will deal with the lead-up to David Ayers coming in the game. We'll deal with the game, and then we'll deal with what happened after the game. So three-part series on the David Ayers game uh, that will drop next Monday, the 22nd of February. All right, quick break. Carolina wins it 4-3 in a shootout. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Alec Campbell on the other side. This is the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold. I got my man Alec Campbell here. Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermission, host, Hurricanes Radio Network, my friend, noon to three, Monday through Friday on the day job. All right. Um, Carolina was really not the better team tonight. Am I wrong? That was definitely more the Dallas team that I picture in my head yeah whenever we whenever we end whenever the hurricanes end up playing them yeah and they i just thought they were really tough to play against tonight honestly i mean i'm not even sure the hurricanes 
were bad as much as they were good. Right, I mean, I, I know agree. that there were, I know that there were, I know that there were moments, especially in the first period. I mean, the Hurricanes couldn't even get out of their own defensive end for seemingly half the period. It felt like it was worse than the um, second period. I mean, and then the second period wasn't any better. Um, and but I think in the first period, you know, they, there were some boneheaded plays. I mean, Dougie Hamilton uh, tried to assist Blake Como on a goal uh, in the first period. I, I don't know what the hell he was doing there. He just dumped it back off the boards into his own zone, figuring. I don't yeah. know. I guess he assumed somebody was there, but nobody was other than Blake yeah. Como. So, like, I'm not even trying to absolve the Hurricanes of of whatever poor play existed in the game. Uh, but for the most part, again, like, like we've talked about over the la- the course of the last couple of days, you know, where, you know, I, I am the person who I, I don't love to just immediately go to what's the breakdown, you know, because right. there's people in my timeline every time something goes wrong, like horrible play, this guy did that. And this guy did that, you know, and it's like, okay, like I understand that but also the other team, you know, me. Right. Um, and, and, I, and that's what I thought tonight was more than anything. I thought Dallas was just, they played their game. Yeah, they did. Uh, and, and, and it was tough to play against tonight. And so that's probably what makes the, the win even more impressive to me is that somehow you were, cause listen, you got to escape a few games here and there and the hurricanes escaped tonight. So good on them for doing it, man. And now I'm just trying to figure out in my head, are the hurricanes good because of that or is water going to find its level or, you know, is it jaded hurricane span in me? That's like wondering when they're going to come back to earth or when the other shoe is going to drop or whatever. Um, but I think they're a good team. I do. I think like I've, I've decided they are an offensive team, not an offensive team, <laughs> an offensive team that has an ability to overcome situations like this because they had their lowest shot on goal total of the year tonight. Yep. And they have a scoring ability finally that can overcome nights like this. Yeah, they're uh they were they were opportunistic tonight. Yes. Like the, the what I wrote down was Dallas better, Carolina more resourceful. Because mm-hmm. their first good shift of the second period was the goal? Was the Martin goal? That was their first. It was seventeen twenty nine. I was because yep. at one point, I, a few minutes prior to that, I had looked at a natural stat trick just for shot totals. I try to avoid the other stuff because it's so subjective and you don't know what they're talking about. You know what? You know what? What's a high danger chance or stuff like that? But I try to pay attention to shot totals. And at one point in the second period, it was nineteen five in favor yeah. of Dallas. And that was probably with seven minutes left in the period. So yeah. it didn't get much better than that. Now, now the numbers ultimately looked better, but part of it was that shift. Uh, and the Gardner pass to Martinook in the slot, that was a good fourth-line shift. I don't know if Stahl was still out there or Stahl had come on uh, in a change, but Stahl was the net front presence there, so that got them going. And the last you know, two and a half minutes of the period, Carolina carried. Of course, there was a penalty as well. So uh, the Hurricanes, it was a good power play. wasn't an amazing power play, but they had possession of the puck when the power play ended. So it's a not, not a power play goal. But Martin Natchez, I mean, seriously, that's a, yeah. that's a ridiculous pass. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that he was able to contribute like that after, you know, not having played the last three games or so, uh, was impressive and good. I mean, I, I love watching him play. Yep. I mean, sometimes I think he holds on to the puck too long. Um, you know, he sort of just skates around and skates around and I want him to get rid of it. You know, like I'm screaming at my TV, get rid of the damn thing. Yeah. But it's nice um, to watch him skate. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's such a great skater, man. He's unbelievable. But yeah, that goal they scored was on their fourth shot on goal in that period, in the second period, yeah. they had, I think they had two shots on goal, um, to that, uh, almost to that point. And, Cause I remember I tweeted it out. Uh, the Canes finally hem in Dallas <laughs> and they've scored, they've, they've gotten four shots in this period. And one of them went in. Right. Um, 
So yeah, that was their best shift of the second period. I mean, and frankly, in the third period, they didn't have a lot of the possession no. uh, in the third period. I mean, it was still kind of Dallas's Dallas's game, but somehow the Hurricanes got it done because Jordan Stahl is on a heater. Andre Svechnikov uh, has only gone over in two games so far this year. Right. Uh, so you know they they got the opportunistic scoring, and then they got themselves in a little bit of a sticky wicket there at the end of the game. <laughs> uh, the you, real, real, I just want to uh, reset my uh, my brain here. Uh, Stahl's been great against Dallas. It would be awesome if Carolina could play Dallas as many times as St. Louis is playing Arizona. Uh, they're they're going to play ultimately seven consecutive times. <laughs> St. Louis and Arizona due to COVID. It's like they're having their own playoff series. Uh, and whoever wins that series will advance uh, to play the remainder of the regular season. Uh, but Stahl against the Stars this year has six points in four games. And he is now eight goals, 13 assists, 21 points in 22 career games against the Dallas Stars. I think he would want to play the Stars every day. And by the way, for the people who, like you, I've talked to you about this, where there are some on Twitter going, well, it's it's really good that he can be a third-line center. I'm like, dude, he ain't a third-line center. He's their number one center right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you can't even, again, let him in ice time. Yeah, he takes, yeah. Let him in ice time. For forwards, um, he let him in yeah. shorthanded time. He won twelve right. of twenty-one on the dot. Um, he takes all the draws. Like he, he, I mean, they send him out there for all the big draws. Who's Dallas's best center? Hints, right? Rope Hints is their is, probably is, is their best player. I think. Um, yes. Go look at the go look at the shift chart. Jordan Stahl's got him almost every time. Now maybe that's um, Rick Bonus thinking that Hints could do work against Stahl. If that's the case, at some point during the game, Rick Bonus, you got to go, you know what? That matchup ain't working for me. <laughs> yeah. Because Jordan Stahl, you know, was the better player. Now, Hintz is great. Uh, and that pl- that pass to um, to Robertson for the goal was dynamite. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know there are, maybe Ned should have had it. I actually think it was a great shot. He goes wide, low glove side, just inside the post, but also a really good play by Hintz along the wall. Um, that guy is awesome. I absolutely love watching Rope Hintz play. Uh, so there might have been a breakdown. I don't know. It was a great play. Uh, but so 3-2, Carolina actually, I thought, played better after 3-2 than they did after 3-1. I thought the, the, the time in between 3-1 and 3-2, Dallas really controlled the play. Uh, but after 3-2, I thought Carolina kind of settled it. Uh, and then, can we get Sebastian Ajo to stop with the backhand passes? Yeah, I mean, yes, probably. Um, but, I don't know. I, I, I think I may have a little bit of a different take on the sequence of events that occurred at the end of the game. Um, because I do think that Svechnikov's arm came up a little bit. And what I think he did was I think he put the referee in a position to make a call. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it was the right call. I'm just saying it was not that egregious to me of a call to make for a referee. Um, and so, you know, whatever they got into the, to the power play, which was unfortunate because it was, the end of the game, which meant Dallas was going to be sending on another extra skater at some point. Um, but then, you know, what, what, those those plays, I thought it was a great play by Heiskanen. It was a great uh, more, play by Heiskanen. More so than anything else. Um, and again, it's one of those things where if that was Jacob Slavin making that play, we would be like, oh my God, what a play by Jacob Slavin. Um, and, you know, Ajo has to make split-second instinctual decisions and I'm pretty trustworthy of those. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, it didn't work out for him. So You don't think I mean, that was you don't think that was a a, a play um because my read on it was Aho was trying I mean, to get his friend another goal. Uh no, I don't think that was uh, the case. I, I think Aho was tr- I think Aho was trying to score a goal. I don't I don't I'm not I don't I don't choose to look at it as I want my friend to score again. I think he I won. choose it as I choose to believe it was 
we need to score a goal and I'm going to do it however possible. And this is the best way I think I can get it done. Yeah, okay. Now, the only, the He's only argument, the blue line, that's a shot. That's he, he, I mean, he can put I, that I, shot I, on goal. I'm here for making the argument to throw it at the net. Um, because you're right. I mean, he had crossed the blue line. But maybe he, you know, maybe there was a stick in his way. No, Heiskanen um, was there too. Or, or you know, even if it doesn't go on net, at least it's behind the goal, mm-hmm. and you know, you can have yeah. you can help reload. But I just have a hard time. I don't know, being super critical because, I mean, he tried to make a play and it didn't work out, and he's going to make a great play. I'm, I'm 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 finding myself hard. I I find it hard to disagree to agree with that. <laughs> but it's all right. Um, I I didn't think that it was. I didn't think the penalty shot was that bad a call. Uh, in Columbus, I actually thought that was uh that was acceptable. Um, I thought the penalty was bad. I thought the pass was worse, and I thought Ned kind of whiffed. Like- on the show, on the show. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I'm I, here's here's where I stand on that on both the Sveshnikov penalty and the Aho decision. I'm not really here to fight with you on it. That's how I feel about it. Like, if you gonna... feel like if you feel that Sveshnikov got hosed there, like, I mean, it was a tough call to take. I'm not even trying to you know play that. Or if you feel Aho should have just shot the puck at the net, cool. Like. Like, I think reasonable minds can disagree on sure. this. Um, so, you know, I'm not really here for the fight on it, to be honest with you. Uh, but, you know. Could be because it's uh, 12, 14. Uh, 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 no, it's just, that, it's just that because I think it's a reasonable argument. If you I, think I agree. That's, that someone that he should have shot the puck, then that's fine. Like, I get that. Yeah, you probably, I mean, I think there's an argument to be made there. Just as I think there's an argument to be made that Svechnikov made a perfectly legal hit that never should have been whistled by right. any ref ever in the history of the game. Yeah. His but, arm did come up at the end, but it, I thought it was yeah. it was through. It it wasn't into the hit, it was after the hit. I mean, if you're going to if if we're going to nitpick situational hockey, then if you're Svechnikov, you got to understand you right. got a one goal lead with under 2 minutes to play, you can't afford to take any penalties there. You can't even afford to give the referees a chance to call a penalty. And you can make a hit on that guy without going yeah. super hard in the paint. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. All right, who are your three stars? Uh, my three stars tonight were, hold on, I'm just looking at the box score right now so I can remember who's on our team. <laughs> <laughs> with all these trades that they made. No, it's just that, you know, like sometimes on the spot, I just forget. Right. I get it. Um, uh, so I had uh, Trocek as my third star. All right. He was very good tonight. He did not make my three. I made Martin because, I mean, here's the thing. He had an assist earlier in the game, and he also got the, I mean, just a beauty of a shootout goal. That was gorgeous, yeah. And I had Martin Hook as my second star, and I had Stahl as my first star. Uh, I had, um, you're going to find this hard to believe, I had Brett Pesci as my third star. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to place a moratorium on you. <laughs> I, thought about, I thought about self-imposing a ban, uh, and I really loved Slavin tonight. I thought Jacob Slavin, for the first time, looked like Jacob Slavin. Um, and fr- frankly, um, just to, as an aside, Carolina's top four defensemen tonight were tremendous. I know, you know, Dougie had the mistake and there were a couple of giveaways here and there, but I thought their top four were outstanding tonight. And it's the reason why Dallas didn't convert so many of their, of that possession into big time scoring chances. And Shell Nadelkovich was because I thought Carolina's defense top four were dynamite. And uh, Rod really shortened the bench. I mean, uh, Gardner and uh, Flurry combined played like 24 minutes. Um, but I had Pesci as three. I had Stahl as two. Uh, and I had Andre Svechnikov, number one. I thought I, mm. I, I thought Svechnikov was great all night. Um, yeah, I liked Svech a lot. I, I loved mean, him tonight. 
is he's so dynamite. <laughs> uh, the pass to stall in front for the goal. Yeah. The pass to Under- Hamilton on the four on three. Um, yeah. You know, backhand short side of the goal because he looks like he's going around behind the net uh, and he still feeds it perfectly to Hamilton who rang it off the far post. Uh, he, he, I just thought he was a dynamic player. I thought their best line was Stahl, Fogel, and Svechnikov tonight. I mean, he's so great. Like that that pass to uh, Stahl, which went, I, I think, either under a stick or between the legs uh, of whoever it was that was defending him down there. I mean... Just the awareness, man, is unbelievable. So, he, I mean, he, he definitely could have he definitely could have gotten one for me as well. Um, you know, I, I I thought about Slavin and I thought about Pesci. Uh, I thought about Gardner a little bit, um, even though I know that he was kind of part of the play that led to the first Dallas goal. Yeah, I'm not but they were sure going to score blame him. I'm not even. I'm not even sure I. I blame him. I'm not sure I blame anybody other than Dallas for that goal. They won the board battle. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. They won. I, think I, that's mean, fair. Uh, I mean, and at that but, point, Gardner was part of the board battle, and so was Aho, yeah, and but, so was Taravainen. Yeah, but Gardner had like floated into the middle yeah. of the ice, and he was just kind of watching. He he didn't and, get back quickly enough. He didn't. He needed to get back to the to the yeah. to the net. Uh, he left left flurry, but McGinn was there too. I think we talked about it in the second intermission. I think McGinn was there too. And I think McGinn thought Gardner was coming back, and then McGinn drifted away. Uh, but I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'll take a page out of the Alec Campbell book. I give Dallas credit. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm here for that. Dallas, I'm here for that. To me, Dallas won that. I, I, I gave Dallas credit on the second goal. I know there were people complaining about Ned, but I'm like, man, Dick, Robertson looks like a good player to me. And Rope won the, you know, made a good play along the wall and made a great pass, and then. Uh, Robertson didn't waste any time. He got rid of it quickly. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I kind of thought Ned should have made at least one of those two saves that oh, went by his glove. You can make an argument he should have had both, but I, you could also make yeah. the argument that he should have had both breakaways in Columbus. It's fine. Uh, didn't right. happen. He made the uh, made the saves. I, look, I was impressed with Ned in the shootout because he didn't he didn't commit. He he yeah. waited everybody out. Like good for him. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're coming off a game where you gave up two breakaway goals for you to not commit, I give him tons of credit for that. Yeah, uh, for sure. Right. Uh, two quick things, and then I'll uh, I'll let you go to bed. Um, Stephen Lorenz played pretty well tonight uh, as a four C. Uh, he didn't play a ton in the uh, in the third period. I mean, neither did Martin Hook and Faust, by the way, um, but. Because that line, Rod shortens his bench, as he always does in the third period. Uh, but Lorenz made two really good defensive plays behind his own net uh, in the third period. And, I mean, like, he might be their future fourth-line center. Because he's a big kid. I think he'll bring a physical game uh, when he gets comfortable at the NHL level. Uh, he's obviously a great kid. Everybody loves him. Uh, but he just... He's very calm. He's just a very calm player. So I think he has a chance. Uh, won't be this year because we're going to talk about him in a second. I think Cedric Paquette is going to be that guy. Uh, but I yeah. think Lorenz has a future. Um, but so I was I was impressed. He certainly provides Carolina with depth as well as Geeky uh, depth that they can use. So it's nice to see they have options at center. A couple of uh, you know a few years ago. They they didn't have anybody at center, uh, yeah. And so it's that's been uh, that's been nice to see. All right, now trade. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Dzingel back to Ottawa for uh, Cedric Paquette and Alex Galchenyuk? Yeah, I mean a couple of things. Number one, it felt sort of inevitable at some point during the season that that Ryan Dzingel. Everybody okay over there? Oh yeah, I just dropped uh, the phone fell. Okay, it's all right. All right. Are you okay? Phone okay? I dropped you. Okay. Okay. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. good. That was just a loud noise. <laughs> um, number one, I felt like it was inevitable at some point this season that Ryan Dezingle was probably going to get traded just because he just never really fit into the lineup. He just didn't, um, you know, he's a guy who likes to score goals. He yes. likes to put up points. And as you have said in the past, you know, he grades his game based on points and that's not 
how Rod grades anybody's game. No, um, so <laughs> no, he doesn't. Like he, he almost to me, and I've, I've said this tonight. He, he, to me, he's fits better on sort of a bad team that needs guys like him to just score goals. Right. <laughs> um, you know, so that that's where that's where I think he's he's best. Great guy, fun guy to cover in the locker room. One yes. of the more outgoing, like gregarious dudes to to cover where so many guys are simply just cliche robot machines yeah uh ryan certainly was not that and probably more than anything the off record conversations were outstanding with ryan absolutely so you know good dude wish him all the best i feel bad for him that he doesn't get to play golf in raleigh on a regular basis anymore um (laughs) but i hope he does well in ottawa yeah uh number two I mean, I, I I hadn't considered anything. I don't have any. I don't have the same access, knowledge, relationships to things that you do in terms of, uh, you know, some of these some of these deals that get done. So I never actually considered the fact that Alex Galchenyuk may not suit up for the Hurricanes. Right. But even even without that, even without thinking about that, I knew immediately that Paquette was the centerpiece of this deal. No question. Simply simply because it 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 uh it solves a couple of problems. It gives you a bona fide NHL center on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. So you now look at a team down the middle that is Aho Trocek Stall Paquette. Yep. I mean that is a full NHL lineup where it feels like for the last couple of years, we've always had, you know, at least one or two guys like a geeky or a Lorenz or, you know, whoever else it might've been a Clark Bishop, Greg McKeg. or whatever, Greg McKeg, right. Max McCormick, um, you know, all these people that just sort of are, you know, they're, you know, they're four a players. Yeah. You know, they're, um, they're borderline NHLers, right? They're, they're, they're good in pitch type guys. And, you know, geeky and Lorenz may be better down the road, but they're yeah. just so young. They're, not they're ready. so raw. They're, they're not so, ready. they're so green right now. Um, so, you know, there's always been like one or two of those pieces. I think now you've got four lines of NHL hockey players, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, Number two, it bumps Martinuk to the wing. I feel like this Martinuk last week was asked about playing the wing and playing center. And he's been asked this a hundred times. <laughs> but he said, it's easier for me to get to my game playing the wing. And I know Rod thinks the same yep. about that. So now you take that decision out all the time. You got a guy who can win some faceoffs, although he's under fifty percent so far this season. But whatever, you know, he'll 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 win enough yeah. there, and he brings a level of physicality that doesn't exist on this team. Um, you know, and that was one thing when we did off-season podcasts that, without bringing any, without making any major wholesale changes to this lineup, worried me because the last two years. They've been basically bully balled out of the playoffs by Boston. Yep. In my if you boiled it down, hundred um, percent. And so he brings a certain level of peskiness and physicality. And I texted uh, I texted a dude I talked to a lot in Tampa today, um, just to you know get the get the skinny on. Uh, on Paquette, and he just wrote me back. Gritty player who can chip in offensively. Pretty good face-off guy. Takes some bad penalties, but anchored the Lightning's fourth line last year. Not a bad fighter either, which I know is going to get all of the, you know, hockey people out You're there. Real, you know, the blood's going to rush <laughs> for all the hockey, all the hockey people out there. Uh, so, so good, good, good for them on that. So they 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 fit a bunch of things. And the other thing I think is important to point out and you brought this up in your pre uh, your, your game preview is that we don't know what Cedric Paquette's going to look like in this lineup yet, but it feels like a perfect fit. And 
granted it's a rental potentially, but if it's a rental that puts you over the top, it's worth it. Absolutely. But if you go back and you think about the moves Don Waddell has made in the last three seasons, getting rid of Rask for Niederreiter, you've seen what Niederreiter has done this year, getting rid of, you know, basically a bunch of, a bunch of pieces uh, for Trocheck last year. And we've mm-hmm. seen what Trocheck's doing this year. And now if Paquette pans out for Dezingle, who was a fun player, but never really lived up to his potential here. Um, you he's basically given up a bunch of people who were, you know, basically non impactful or, or very little impact for pretty good impact. <laughs> You know, and that's, that's, you know, Niederreiter's last season, notwithstanding. I mean, who cares now if he's good this year? Right, and, um, he, and he was good right away his first year. Yeah. He, I mean, he scored what, like 14 goals or something like that. And yeah, the, absolutely. you know, the, the limited time he played with the Canes when he got traded over here and half a season, I mean, he scored 14 goals. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good work from Don Waddell in right. the last three years to try to build this team. I mean, they're a completely different looking team at this point. And they've drafted well enough to where things are coming together. Where Ajo's now got three, you know, he's in his third season, like full time playing center. Um, and I still think there's room to grow for him, especially in his third season on the team. You've got the mixture of youth and, you know, veterans kind of and guys in their prime. I mean, you know, you got the Slavens and the Pesci's who are in the, you know, they're maybe their biggest deals. You know, they may, they may get another one at some point, but yeah, they're both I mean, young. They'll get this, another one. <laughs> this, this is the time. This yep. is the time to strike with all these guys. There's so, no question about that. I mean, it just, it was, uh, it, it could turn out to be a strike of brilliance from Waddell. I don't know anything about, I mean, I know Galchenyuk's now played. This will be his sixth team, I think, in the yep. league. And he had a lot of hype surrounding him. He hasn't necessarily lived up to that hype. He had a thirty. Um, he, has, so, he has a thirty goal season under his belt. He was like the third pick in like in the twenty twelve draft. He's twenty seven. He's been around a long time. Um, do I think he fits the mold of this team? No, I don't know why Ottawa threw him in. I don't know why Carolina wanted him, other than maybe to flip him somewhere else. Uh, to get a draft pick, I think, is if I was going to guess, I think that's probably going to be it. I don't think he draws in unless there's an injury. He can play center, so you've got another NHL guy capable of playing center. Would I be shocked to see him in the lineup? No, I wouldn't be shocked, but I don't think he's playing unless somebody's hurt. So uh, I hope nobody gets hurt. Not that I don't want to see Galchenyuk play, but... Uh, right now, I like the Hurricanes as a team the way they are. Uh, they've been like, we still haven't seen the best of Faust, although I thought Faust was good tonight. Uh, and I like the I like the game he plays. I think he can impact like where they have Brock McGinn tonight playing the uh, the right side, the left side with Teravon and Ajo. Uh, I think given uh, a couple of flips, like if you put Ajo uh, and Svechnikov on the top line, and you put Faust on the right side of that, I think that would be an effective line. But I also like the fact uh, that Ajo and Teravainen are back together because I think ultimately they're going to start clicking. I think Ter- uh, Tevo is turning a corner tonight. Uh, you, everything you just said about the trade is exactly what I felt about it when they made it. Uh, I, love, I love the trade. Um, Don Waddell has... Uh, there, there is an opinion about Don Waddell as a general manager that I'm not even going to dispute because they're probably right. Maybe not a great general manager historically, uh, but here we can only judge him on what he has done for Carolina. The Niederreiter trade was highway robbery to give up uh, Victor Rask for Nino Niederreiter. I mean, highway robbery. Uh, the uh, getting Trocheck, who wasn't great in Florida, that is probably a change of scenery deal for... For Trocheck, the only two players of real value Carolina gave up. No offense to Lucas Walmark, who's a nice player, but not really impactful. Yeah, uh, no. Right, were the two young players, Etu Lusterainen, uh, who has got four points, I think, for Florida, uh, and Chase Prisky, who down the road might be good as on the on the blue line, but we don't know. Um, uh, and then you have this one, but what about the Brady Shea trade? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, Shea gets lost in it too. I mean, Shea, that, uh, that turns out because he's he's going to be a legit top four guy. Um, yeah. The only thing that would get in the way of that is if somehow Jake Bean gets an opportunity and becomes a star. Uh, that's the only way that Shea is not going to be in their top four next year. Uh, I mean, I guess theoretically they could leave him unprotected in the expansion draft and he could get snapped up uh, by Seattle. Um, I think more likely is that Jake Gardner uh, gets snapped up by Seattle and Carolina throws in a second-round pick to make sure that Gardner goes Uh, because that's ultimately how these things work. Teams will get rid of a bad contract uh, and sweeten the pot for somebody else. Carolina will get like a fifth-round pick back. They'll take Gardner and a second-round pick. Uh, and Ron Francis will be happy to help out his old club because, you know, he has great feeling for, uh, for Tom Dundon. Um, but so I, I love this trade. Uh, Paquette will be, uh, be very good. He doesn't even have to, he don't have to score a point. Uh, he'll, but just being, be hard to play against. And that's what I remember, uh, from yes. Craig from, uh, I keep calling, I keep wanting to call him Craig Paquette, who was a, uh, a utility player, utility infielder. Uh, in the big leagues for a long time. But Cedric Paquette is going to be hard to play against. Uh, so I liked, I, obviously I love the trade, and I felt bad for Dezingle. Uh You said that, you know, he values, he, he, he judges his own game by whether or not he scores goals, and you pointed out correctly that Rod Brindamore doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, judge your play by how many goals you score uh, because Rod Brindamore doesn't judge Carolina's play by how many goals they score. Right. <laughs> like the like the scoring the goals is important because that's how you win, but that's not how Rod judges whether or not Carolina played well. Well, I just think that I think that his philosophy is if you do what I'm telling you to do and you play the way that we right. should play, the goals are going to come. Correct. So don't focus on the goals. Focus on the process, and you'll get the goals. All right, it's time for us to go to bed. Yes, is it, it is. Although. I, yeah, I mean, I probably won't for a little while. So, what 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 uh, will you have to uh, to kind of wind down? Uh, I don't know. I just um, I just finished a glass of wine, uh, but I don't know. I may uh, I may eat some fudge brownie M and M's that my wife gave me for Valentine's Day. Very nice. Uh, I might pour a little uh, Buffalo Trace because I found the ever elusive Buffalo Trace from all you you know all you bourbon hunters out there that wait at the liquor store on the day that it's delivered and swipe it all up for none of nobody else to get. <laughs> and fortunately I got someone who's on the inside on the, uh, you know, on the, in the, in the underground bourbon trade on Facebook, who I know who's gave me a bottle of it because I can't get it because of all these, all these bourbon hunters out there. Uh, so I may pour a little bit of that because I just got it last night and I'm a little excited about it. Gosh, I am having an unintentional dry February. I think, I think I've had, mm. one, I think I've had one beer in the entire month of February. Um, so I, I think I'm, well, I'm going to, I'm probably going to pack this up and go to bed. Uh, it's mm. been fun and we'll do this again on Monday. So, uh, they have 10 games in the next 16 days starting Monday. Yes. That's going to be quite a ride for you and I, Adam. <laughs> Gosh, may the coffee, may the coffee floweth. It it uh, it definitely will. All right, man. I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Well, there you go. Kane's Corner Podcast. Carolina wins it by the score of four to three in the shootout. If you are wondering, it was a full slate in the Central Division. Tampa beat Florida six one. Chicago over Columbus three two in overtime, and Detroit doubled up Nashville four two. Detroit is dead last. Nashville is seventh. Uh, Chicago's not bad, man. Chicago's pretty good. Uh, they are hanging in there. Chicago, Columbus, Florida, and Carolina all have 18 points, one behind Tampa. Uh, of course, Florida and Carolina have only played 12 games. Columbus and Chicago have played, I think, 16 apiece. Uh, but it is tight at the top with Tampa, Florida, and Carolina separated by one point each uh, with a bunch of games in hand on everybody else. So there you go. Uh, Kane's Corner Podcast. Subscribe to it. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, And if you subscribe to it, it shows up automatically in your phone. Uh, And it is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. AluminumCompany.com. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, 
Storm doors, doesn't matter. They've got it. Aluminumcompany.com. Until we talk again on Monday, I'm Adam Gold. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about. Every day of the year, primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.